Welcome to the Raising Confident Girls podcast, your guide to raising strong, confident daughters. I'm Melissa Jones, the founder of Girls Positivity Club and a teacher for over 20 years. In a world where girls often feel overwhelmed, anxious, and confused, this podcast is your go-to space. As caregivers, we navigate challenges together. I founded Girls Positivity Club to provide a place where you belong and get the tools to face today's hurdles. Consider this your regular check-in with a trusted friend, offering insights and practical tips for meaningful conversations. I'm here to help you feel confident on this journey of raising a generation of empowered girls. Let's dive in and raise those confident girls together. Hi, I'm Melissa, helping raise a generation of confident girls. Welcome to today's episode that is all about challenges. So I wanted to focus on a common challenge that girls tell me comes up with parenting, and that is parents forcing conversations. So we all want to be connected to our daughters. We all want to have conversations with them, check in, or our nieces, or the other important girls in, in our lives. And I think that sometimes we are overlooking one important question to think about as we just check in with them on their daily lives, or we want to have deeper conversations. And that is, are you open? This question is so very important. And let me tell you why. I remember when I was growing up really vividly, my parents wanting to have a talk. And this immediately set off alarms in my brain. I would scan and think about like, am I in trouble? I, you know, what did I do? Like, what could this be about? And I would just think about all these things. And I thought it would be very, something very serious, like religion or a family change or something that was wrong. You know, automatically I wasn't thinking like, oh, they just want to check in. When you say something like we need to talk or I want to have a talk or something like that. It really can set off a wall. It's like a garage door, right? The garage door goes down. It it can almost set off like that closing of a door for especially middle school aged girls and in high school and even elementary. But especially I hear this from the girls I work with in middle school. So You know, even though I had loving parents, I still do have loving parents, those two words, a talk, was a huge challenge for me. And I hear the same thing, like I said, from the girls and then parents telling me that one of the issues that they have is that their daughters close off when they say they want to talk. And all they want to do is just have a simple conversation. It's not like they want to have some big talk. They just want to have a normal conversation, like, how was your day? Tell me about it. And they want to stay connected in their girls' lives. So it creates this huge disconnect between the girl and the parent, the caregiver, whoever, because I've heard before that they feel kind of intruded on, or it feels like an interrogation, or it feels like they don't, you know, they don't have anything to say and it's it's forcing an issue that doesn't even exist. So those are really common things that girls have said to me. So when I hear that from girls that it felt awkward or it it wasn't the best timing for them, um you know, I think about the main problem in not asking, are you open? Are you open to a conversation? 
is a very powerful phrase, and it also puts the power in their hand. Now, I do also understand that there are some conversations that can't wait, and you know there are those times, but I'm just talking in general. When you have the ability to just judge based on their body language, based on the timing, and, and just everything you know about your daughter or the girl in your life, you have to decide, is it worth me pushing this? And from my own experience as a parent of a teenager, as a teacher, as working with girls for over 23 years, now 25 years, what I've learned is that are you open changes everything. And even though we don't always verbalize it, just being aware of, okay, is this a good time? And believe me, I've made lots of mistakes. I've still forced a conversation. I have um, continued to talk and ignored the signs of the body language that they did not, or their verbal language, like they did not want to talk. So this is coming from a place of, yes, I get it. I've been there. And what I'd like to do is give you some ideas and give you some tools and some things to think about the next time you want to have simply a check-in conversation or have a deeper conversation with the girl in your life. So here are some things that I want you to think about and that I think are really important. And this is through my experience as a parent, as a teacher, and working with girls all the time. The timing, setting, and approach make a huge difference. So what this means is the timing, for example. Know your daughter. If your daughter is a person who comes home from school and needs a breather, you know, she isn't super talkative or gets in the car and she's just like quiet or just needs time to process, then be aware of that. You know, you know when your daughter tends to be more open to conversations or your niece or whoever it is. And by, by forcing it at a certain time that's more convenient for you, it could be setting you up for an added challenge um, to connecting with her, to building trust with her, and also to checking in and, and finding out like if they're okay and if there's a way that you can support them. So those are the things that are, that are important. When would she be more open to talk? So whether this would be at bedtime, after an activity, in the morning, it just depends on your daughter and you have to know that about her. And then the next thing is the setting. Where is it that she tends to be more open? So one thing that was a little bit just funny that I noticed as my child was growing up is that he tended to be more open when he was younger in the bathroom. Now I don't mean like him going to the bathroom. So when he was still young enough for bath time, there was something about the soothing nature of taking a bath for him. It was nice and warm and cozy. I would play in the bathtub with toys with him. This is when he was young. And it it would always set up this opportunity to him talking to me. And this was at a very young age. So he would tell me about things that were funny at school or whatever, and he was just very open to that. So I'm not saying you have to, you know, obviously it depends on the age of your child. If you have a very young child and you're still giving them baths, this could be a very soothing time for you to talk and just let it be natural. If you have an elementary-aged or middle school or high school daughter, you know, it just depends on where it feels most casual for her. So 
car rides are very powerful because you're sitting beside each other or they're in the back seat and that movement of the car for some girls is very safe because they're not making direct eye contact with you. They're able to just flow that conversation. Now, if you have a girl who's in her phone a lot in the in the car ride or has anxiety in the car, I've heard that from moms before, um, not a good time. So again, you have to know, is it is it in the car after an activity? Is it at bedtime? Is it at bath time? So that all depends on trial and error, really. Just try it in different um, timings and settings and see what works. And so then the last one is, so timing, the setting, like where you talk to her, and then the approach is really crucial. So the approach doesn't have to always be verbal. So it could be, yes, verbal. You could have a conversation. That's the first thing I think that comes top of mind for for us in wanting to communicate with our girls. Also, writing. Writing is another way that you could easily communicate with your daughter and check in with her about what it is that you want to talk with her about, even if it's a quick check-in. So you could write her a little note. You could put a little post-it note on her mirror and have her write you one back, like make it a little game or something. And, you know, you can do uh, written conversation, which I'll explain a little bit more later, which is basically you take a notebook and you write to each other back and forth and you leave it like in a designated place. And the caveat I would say to that one is it's not a notebook that if you want regular conversation with your daughter, I had a mom one time who told me that she told her daughter when something was really important to write her about it. And that put a lot of, of unnecessary pressure on the daughter and the mom didn't mean to she meant well but having just an everyday journal that you could pass back and forth to each other and just talk chat about your day or whatever is another great great way to communicate and then self-expression is another way so being creative and I can give examples about that, but one that comes top of mind is I had a girl who was really artistic, and the mom told me that her daughter one day was very frustrated, and she knew that she expressed herself in art. And so what she did is she asked her daughter to draw what she was feeling, and it opened up this big window of her understanding her daughter in a new way, which was really a cool approach. Um, same thing with Legos. If your daughter is into building things, you know, build me something that shows whatever it would be like, you know, and, and I have, I've had a girl do that before too. So building like, what is friendship to you? Build that. I mean, I know it sounds a little strange, but if you have a girl who thinks that way and is very, loves to be hands-on, it may not come straight away to you as an idea for her communicating. Now, I'm not talking about like take Legos and build your entire day because no one has time to do that every single day, but just think outside the box a little bit about, oh, what are ways that she does communicate and what are some ways that we could incorporate that into, into our daily life so that we can stay connected. So as a parent, you may be feeling frustrated by the conversation, especially if you used to be super close with your daughter and you were talking all the time and then all of a sudden 
puberty hits or something happens where they start being more closed off. So I think about that for myself when I was going through all of my struggles. And, you know, when I was eight and nine and 10, all the way to 15 even, I was, I was crying a lot. I was, I didn't know how to express it. And so trying these different ways gives you more opportunities to figure out what works for both you and your daughter. And, and also that would give her different options for communicating with you because sometimes a conversation can feel intimidating at times. So finding those alternative ways for having the talk or just talking generally about, hey, how are things going? What's something that you've enjoyed today? You know, having those open-ended questions is also really helpful. So just to recap, starting by saying, are you open or just thinking to yourself, are they open to a conversation? Is she open to a conversation right now? Can I tell? And if you're not sure, just ask. And then that will really create that language between you where she could also use it for you. Hey, mom. Hey, aunt. Hey, whoever. Are you open to a conversation? Or, or are you open to, to talking to me about something on my mind today? And it can just create that common language that's very useful and powerful. And here's the biggest thing that I've noticed. I mentioned this at the beginning. When they're not open, just shut it down. Because when you force it, it it is more likely for you to cause a disagreement, an argument, tension. And again, I'm not saying that you always have to tiptoe around or anything like that by any means. I'm saying be aware of when they're more open to talking with you and when they're not. I know that when my teenager comes home from school, he is not open to having a conversation with me as soon as he walks in the door. Anytime I force it, it turns into some kind of a conflict. So what I've learned to say is still acknowledge he's home. Hey, bud, I'm glad you're home. Um, and then just silence and just continue doing what I was doing or do my own thing. Give him a little breather and same thing with your daughter. I was like that after school. I wanted a snack. I wanted to, you know, start doing things in my room, whatever it would be. And then my mom would maybe talk to me over my snack after I'd had a little breather. Um, so really just no matter what, knowing if they're open is very, very crucial. So here are some takeaways for you that I hope you can use in your daily life. And my goal in this podcast is to give you tools that you could use immediately. So I hope so far you're gaining things that can open your insight and also give you practical things to say and try. So the main thing that I would like for you is to think about that timing. When is it the best time for your daughter? Is it on the way to places? Is it coming home from places? Is it in the car? Um, is it after school? Is it during a snack? Like I mentioned with my mom, we would chat over a snack. Is it at bedtime when the day is done and there's that reflective um, time period where you're just like checking in at bedtime? Then the setting. Is it outside on a walk? I've had some middle school parents recently tell me that going on a walk with their daughter, yes, even if it's cold or even if it's hot, no matter the temperature, it helps because there's something about getting out in the air. And I've experienced this with a lot of girls I've worked with, especially the ones I work one-on-one -on -one with. There's this one girl that we walked 
the dog around the neighborhood and it opened up a whole conversation because moving your body opens your mind and also being out in nature, being in the air is another beautiful setting that is very um, nurturing and it feels very, very free. So that's another really good setting is outside and on a walk is even better. Even if it's sitting out on your porch, that's another great idea. Is it in her bedroom? Is it in your bedroom? Is it wherever? So just be thinking about those places and just test out a few of them and see what works. And then the third thing is the approach. So I mentioned written conversation. You take a notebook, you write a prompt at the top, and it literally doesn't have to be deep. And I know that I've done this with girls. I've done this with my son. I've tried it with all ages. I'm telling you it works. So writing something like, how was my day? And then you write about your day. And then you say at the end, tell me something funny or something happy about your day. Um, and so literally I just mentioned, I remember like I was describing my workout and I was talking about different things I did in the kitchen and, and then in my business and whatever. And I thought it was the most boring thing I'd ever written. I thought, he's not going to care. I mean, a boy especially, like, you know, why will he care about me saying all these things? So then I put it on his pillow, and then we had had a conversation before. I was like, hey, this could be fun just to check in with each other. And I asked him a question on the next page. Tell me some great things that happened about your day. Very open-ended, very simple question. He wrote to me not only about his day and things that had happened that were like little things that I'd never even known, but he also wrote questions back to me or commented on what I had said. So I know in doing that with my son, with a boy, if he was onto it and he was open to it, and he's not a kid who likes to write. So I was like, wow, I've done this with girls lots of times, you know, girls that I work with and my small groups and my one-to-ones, all of it. And I knew it worked with them when they didn't necessarily want to open up about a big topic, but they did want to talk about it. And then we would just pass the, the paper back and forth and then test it. I was like, I wonder if it would work with a boy too. And then I tried it. I was like, oh my gosh, this works. So we did it for a time period and same thing with the girls. Like we didn't do it every single session where we wrote to each other every time. It just was me checking in and saying, how would you like to talk today? Do you just want to have a conversation or do you want to do some writing? And then that would really be a powerful way to put it back on her as far as like the choice. Other ways are role playing. So I have had lots of times where a girl will describe something that's happened at recess or at lunch with friends, with relationships, with friends and or siblings, you know, that, that are challenges. And so I'll have them like role play that other person and what they said or what they did and things like that. And then it gives you a view on their perspective and how they saw the situation, which is really good. And then I mentioned creative, take some art supplies if they're not really open to talking and just say, would you be open to creating something, drawing something about how you're feeling? And it can be abstract, it can be realistic, you know, depending on the age. Again, if you have a small child, I mean, they really know how to communicate in their drawings. And then you can just say something like, tell me about your drawing and just keep it very open-ended and then they describe it. 
Movement, I mentioned that. Going on a walk, playing catch. I've had a lot of conversations with girls outside with playing catch or swinging or whatever it would be, like being on a playground together. And it just naturally, again, opens up that conversation or even doing yoga together. And then afterward, like having a chat. It just depends on what kind of movement would be right for you. I think walking is the easiest because everybody can go on a walk, It you know, no matter where you live. So that would be really good. And making this part of your check-in routine is just really important. You know, if you just wait to talk to the girls in your life when it's something huge and crucial, then you're not in tune with where they're at with their lives and, and how they're feeling with things and what's going on with them. And then they learn to think that talking to you is like this big thing where they're going to have something, you know, huge like I did to talk about. So if you just ask if they're open and then try these things, then it's really, really helpful. So I hope that this was helpful to you. I want you to think about how you could try one of these things in your life with one of the girls in your life. And I hope that it is helpful. I hope that it's easy. And if you have other ideas that have worked for you, I would love to hear about them. And until next time, keep raising those confident girls. Thanks for joining another empowering episode of the Raising Confident Girls podcast. Share today's insights with caregivers and friends, building beautiful relationships with strong girls. Hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. We're not just a podcast, we're a community. Follow Girls Positivity Club on social media for more empowering content on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube. This podcast empowers you supporting incredible girls. Let's create strong, beautiful relationships with the girls in our lives. I appreciate you listening today. Stay confident, stay connected. Until next time, keep raising those confident girls. You've got this.